0: To the all-purpose pod for an all-purpose life wherever you are and however you're hearing they call me mr you the podcast thank you once again for making us a part of your morning your day and your week We're your weekly mirror check before you go change the world or you can find us on our youtube channel on facebook as well linkedin and twitter at they call me mr you excuse me at they call me mr you thank you again for joining us we really appreciate your support uh it's been a few weeks at least that we had a like of episodes on our Tuesday and Thursdays with our inspirational topics. I uh, just some personal stuff going on and some scheduling conflicts, but we are back, hopefully back and better than ever. But I want to reach out to you guys today and this is one of the best mediums for me to do that. Uh, again, thank you for support and thank you again for listening. We're calling all Peters today. We're calling all Peters. If your name is Peter This may not be applying to you, but the mentality of Peter, Peter from the scriptural sense, that's one of the chief disciples of Jesus Christ. Peter, who was an example of a time that we can probably see now to leave the comfortable and step into the uncomfortable. We spend a lot of time focusing on the false people in the scriptures. And Peter is usually the one that gets the bulk of our attention. Look at it like this. He shepherded God's flock in John chapter 21. He was an elder in the book of Acts. He even defended Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane by whipping out his sword like Zorro and taking a soldier's ear off. But What we remember most is his bailing on our Lord and Savior at his most critical time of need. It's true that Peter was self-motivated, perhaps inconsistent in his value system, maybe even considered impulsive. I think we can see that there. Uh, but character opportunities like that provide moments of miracles. I'll say that again. Character opportunities like that can often provide moments for miracles. If he was perfect and settled in, he might not have. I don't. I can't predict the future, but he might not have developed the kind of character that he ended his life with. He became one of the most consistently shining examples of servant leadership, and Jesus an example ever to be seen in scripture. That same Peter who many of us criticize, he had that level of character and became that level of an example. That gives a lot of us hope, or at least it should be, should give us a lot of hope. He fed the sheep. He lived to see conversions of the lost. He healed the blind. He even formed the foundation of the church. That same Peter did that. We're calling all Peters. What stays with me most times is Peter denying Christ three times. We often look at that the same way we look at Adam. Bruh, if only you didn't eat that fruit. If only you didn't eat that fruit, we'd be straight. We'd be locked in. We'd have it made. But you ate that fruit, man. You messed it up for all of us. Easy to look at this from the outside sometimes. I think we do that a lot of times in life. We don't know what a person's thinking. The environment, the circumstance, what they're dealing with emotionally, we just see the end result. And we've made critical judgments about them and why they didn't do what we thought they should be doing and why they did what they did. What I can recall most about Peter is in Matthew 14, 22 to 31. I'm going to read it real quick for you so you can get a, a broad picture of what we're talking about. The book is Matthew, the 14th chapter, verse 22 to 31. It reads, and straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship, to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain, apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked in the water to go to Jesus when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did thou doubt? A lot to unpack there. Hopefully, we have enough time to get, get into a little bit of this. But just for reference, the fourth watch is one of eight watches that happens every 24 hours. The fourth watch is between 3 a.m. And 6 a.m. For those of you that are studying that or getting into a little bit deeper just by hearing this episode today, but the fourth watch that we're talking about where Jesus was walking on the water and called Peter to come down was between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So it's really at peak darkness, doesn't get any darker than the time that it is right now, it's at peak darkness. Now, why are they out there awake on the water? Could be a couple of reasons when we learn about in our researching, but. Many of the disciples were fishermen, and it's been said that this is the best time to catch many fish. So their being awake was strategic. I think there's something deep and powerful in that. The best time to catch fish a lot of times is in the darkness, when everybody else is asleep. That's when the best work gets done, at least for fishermen, could apply to other areas of life as well. This walked was the exact same time of day that the children of Israel were being delivered from Egyptian rule. You can find that in the book of Exodus, chapters 12 and chapter 14. This walked at the same time of day while this was happening with Peter walking on the water. The children of Israel were being delivered from Egyptian rule at the same time of day between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Now, the disciples were caught in a storm and Jesus came from a place of prayer to save them. I think that's important because Jesus was modeling something for us. It wasn't just he came to save his disciples from trouble. He was modeling something I believe we all need to pay attention to. He came from a place of prayer. A lot of times we want to help. We want to serve. We want to give. But it comes from a different place. Maybe it's a place where we feel like we feel better about ourselves if we're giving and serving. Maybe that's the key to many of our service. We do it because it's an obligation so we can feel good about ourselves, so we can feel better about where we are in our life. But Jesus came from a place of prayer, and he modeled that many times. He went away to a faraway place, away from the voices of the people, away from the influence of the people to pray. That's not the topic of this, but I want you to to miss that because that's really important in what happens in this account. Excuse me. Also, during this watch, during this time of day between three a m and six a m this is the time where all of the enemy's plans and strategies can fail. This is the watch where intercessors, people that are consider themselves consistent prayer warriors, are gaining territory. they're establishing a spirit of prosperity and stopping the devil from hijacking blessings and favor. This is the time that it gets done now we know. During 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., most folks are already in REM sleep. They're in in lockdown mode. They can't hear or see or feel nothing. They're knocked out. And most men are fast asleep during this time, which is the reason why the force of the darkness can work so effectively during this time because there's nobody to contest them. There's nobody to confront what they're doing. This prayer watch, this time between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., is how we set our day before it begins. We know at 6 a.m. you begin to start seeing signs of light. The day is getting ready to break forth. So that those three hours before that are the time that we establish the kingdom of God. We establish our uh, the boundary that the enemy cannot come to this point. He can't bring his strategies and bring his influence into these territories. We take ownership during this time. Let's be real, man. We can look at the Bible like we did with Adam and make judgments and Peter and so many others. But Peter could have stayed in the boat. I mean, honestly, it was safer in the boat than it was on the water, especially if storms and it's being tossed with waves. It's probably a lot safer to stay inside the boat, right? Common sense tells us that. The water didn't seem to be a safe place. That's where Jesus was. It didn't seem to be a safe place. That's why most of the disciples didn't ask what Peter asked, and they stayed on the boat. How many times are you staying in a place where it's safe, when you could have stepped out into a place where it's not safe, where it's a little bit more uncertain or insecure? Peter said, Lord, if that's you, call me out into the darkness and the deep. Call me out to where you are. I think Jesus was telling us something in all of this: that the places that we think he is is not really where he is. This is not a commentary on the church per se, as far as the physical building, but a lot of times we have an attitude, and I talk about it too many times, I talk about it in open public places with friends of mine, with groups that I'm a part of. Sometimes today's church is more concerned with inreach than they are outreach. They're like, I don't care how you get here. Come to me where I am. If you don't come here, it don't matter. If you don't come here, you can't get what you need. It's very rare that we see the power and influence of outreach the way it's supposed to be done. A lot of times it happens in foreign countries. But on U.S. soil, it doesn't happen near as much as it should. Because there's an attitude in today's churches, in modern day churches of inreach. Come to me. This is where I'm located. I'm in this brick and mortar. Come find me and you can get this word. Come find me and you can get this healing or this touch. Come find me and get this inspiration. But we're supposed to be bringing it to where they are. If you stay inside the boat, that's a safe place to be. But Lord, if that's you, call me out into the darkness, Peter said. Call me out into the deep where you are so the Lord is in the darkness. The Lord is in the deep waters where the winds and the waves are being tossed. Sometimes he's not where you think he is. Sometimes he's in the areas where there's just trouble and it's adversity. He's there. So imagine what happens if you try to avoid trouble and avoid adversity in your life. And you want everything to be smooth. How hard is it to believe that you could possibly miss the Lord? If he's in the darkness and the deep in this situation, maybe he is in your situation too. Please don't miss that part. God wasn't in the safe places we want to hang out in. It's a safe place wherever he is, even if the location isn't safe. I'll say that again for those in the back. I want you to catch that. It's a safe place wherever he is, even if the location isn't safe. Those waters were not a safe place to step out onto, number one. But that's where Jesus was. So automatically, regardless of the situation and location and the circumstance, it immediately becomes a safe place, a safe haven. Why? Because God is there. So my following him makes me safe. He stepped out into the atmosphere for miracle because that's where God was on the waters. Where the children of Israel ran toward the, the Red Sea, even before it was parted. That was the place for miracle. That was the safe place going back to the comfort or for lack of a better word of slavery. Wasn't it seemed safe, but it wasn't where he was. He was in a place of adversity where they were facing a wall of water and nothing but Egyptian troops behind them. The safe place was wherever God was going up to the altar for prayer. Isn't always easy. It's straight supernatural the majority of the time. That's the atmosphere for miracle. The place that's uncomfortable. The place that doesn't give you warm feelings. It makes you uncomfortable. It makes you fidgety. If you believe God, if you believe God like this and you defy the laws of nature and gravity like Peter did, the laws of density and volume, you walk in places where most anyone else would sink. Right now, what Peter modeled is that he's doing what's now possible when everybody said it was impossible. Don't let it be a simple Bible story to you guys, something you tell your kids and their eyes widen with amazement, but it does nothing to you. Don't let it become that. Laws were defied in Peter obeying God and stepping out. The laws of nature, gravity, density, volume, by stepping out onto the water, he did the impossible, but it was possible, what? In God. I believe God is calling out the Peters today. We got runners out here and we got clout chasers and we got uh pew administrators. This is my seat. This is where I sit every week. It's kind of hard to imagine that God is there with you. With behaviors like that. It's hard for me to imagine that. That he's down with the behavior, the mindset that goes with it, the clout chasing. He wants the miracle believers. People who still believe he's in the miracle business. He wants the water walkers like Peter. Right now, God is offering his hand to get you there. Ask him to bid you to come. And step out into that place. That might be dark. It might be deep. It might be uncomfortable. And it might look unsafe. Ask God to call you out. Into the place you're trying to avoid. The adversity and the trouble you're trying to avoid. He's offering his hand to get you there. It's going to take your heart to keep you there. I'll say that part again. God's offering his hand. To get you there. It'll take your heart to keep you there wherever you are and however you're hearing they call me Mr. You the podcast thank you once again for joining us supporting our show please like share and subscribe and definitely take note of what we'll discuss today I pray that something in this made a difference in your life I know it did in mine have a great day coach out